In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. I knew there might be a lot of people today, so I'm going to start today's sermon with a few questions, get us all on the same page. How many of you, how many of you have sent out hundreds of Easter cards this year? Okay. Has anyone attended a work or a family Easter party? Nope. Okay. Is anyone sick of hearing endless Easter carols on the radio or endless Easter-themed television specials? No one. No one anywhere. That's what I thought. Thank God, unlike Christmas, whose essential truth is hidden, buried under a $3 billion holiday industry, Easter curiously has remained a religious holiday. Yes, there's, there's peeps and there's chocolate eggs, and yes, there's even an Easter egg hunt. And by the way, this is true, there's even some uh, misguided adult in our neighborhood who leaves gigantic chalk bunny footprints on our driveway and our sidewalk. And he's trying to disnify Easter just like Christmas, and Der Hovnan is tempted to catch and to shake and to scream Christos Haryav Imerelot in this bunny's face and tell him to keep his paws off the death and resurrection of my Lord. But when my anger subsides, I actually start to feel funny, for, uh, feel sorry for the Easter bunny. Because after all, I, like you, got no Easter cards this year. I attended no Easter parties. I heard no Easter carols and I saw no Easter specials. The Easter Bunny will never take over Easter like Santa has Christmas because the spiritual power have, of Easter has always been much greater than that of Christmas. You can see it, by the way, in the old Armenian words for Easter. Easter is Zatik and Christmas is Poker Zatik. Little Easter. Lesser Easter. Easter is all about grown-up Jesus. Christmas is all about baby Jesus. Easter's a holiday for grown-up Christians. Christmas is a holiday, I would say, for beginners. And now I'm not saying Christmas is unimportant. We're right to call Christmas the avitis, the good news of Christ's birth into the world. We just were never supposed to stop there. The story of baby Jesus takes up one page in all of the Gospels, and it's good news. But the other 100 pages are filled with the great news that Jesus grew up and lived a life that no one has ever lived before or since. How he grew up to be the most extraordinary man who walked the earth, giving away his life for God and for others like no one has ever before. That is great news indeed. But then how come, if Easter is such great news and if the church has always said so, then why isn't it more popular? I think it's probably for the same reason people, including me, don't like going to the doctor. It's good for you, but you have to admit you're sick. 
Maybe for the same reason we join the gym and all those membership, uh, memberships go unused, because it takes work. Maybe for the same reason that we visit church on some of the bigger holidays of Christmas and Easter, but then tend to keep our distance for the rest of the year. Because it takes vulnerability to admit that we need God and we need each other in this community of faith to help us along. Easter's great news, but it's much harder for secular society to make it into easy news than Christmas. Because Christmas, who doesn't like sweet babies, who doesn't like barnyard scenes, who doesn't like doting parents, the hard parts in that one page of Christmas-themed scripture is easy to gloss over. But the other 100 pages of scripture where Jesus taught and lived in utterly radical truth, beauty, and love and paid the ultimate price for it, that's harder news. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That's hard news, but that's, that's great news. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who abide in me, and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Baby Jesus is easy news because babies are totally dependent on us. Easter Jesus is hard news because we're totally dependent on him. And even what Christmas is famous for, the giving of gifts, Easter does in a greater and more challenging way. You know this one, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that everyone who believes in him will, have, will not perish but have eternal life. The gift of baby Jesus, it can't talk, it has no example, it can't admonish you. The gift of Easter Jesus has lived a full human life as God planned for us to live, without compromise, and he asks us to follow. His example in itself is challenging. Receiving the gift of grown-up Jesus is like receiving a book from your wife about how to be a better husband, or a book from your church about how to be a better pastor. You might be the best husband and the best pastor in the world, but not compared to him. Not compared to him. Jesus, though, did not come to judge, but just who he was and how he lived force anyone who consider him to swallow our pride and to repent. And even more humbling, there is precisely nothing we can do to pay back the Easter gift of God to the world. All we have is on loan from God in this life, and the promise of our life to come is a gift, grace. It's all gift, but you can't buy it, you can't wrap it, you can't put it under the tree, and we can only receive it with repentance and submission. All this points to why I don't think we will see Easter cards and parties and Netflix specials anytime soon, and why I won't lay hands on our neighborhood Easter Bunny because the gifts of Easter, they're just too great and too challenging to be easily secularized and diluted. No, my, my main worry is not for the Easter Bunny, it's for you and I, because we're the only ones who have the power to make Easter meaningful or meaningless. And my heartfelt prayer is that none of us be intimidated by the greatness of God's gift and all of us be open to receiving it in ever deeper ways despite the challenge that it's going to present 
to your life. Because like any challenge, like any opportunity, it's an opportunity to grow stronger and better through humility and commitment and trust. But then like no other challenge, we can't measure up to this one without the free gift of God's grace. And that's a gift that takes humility to receive, but it contains a power so strong, so strong that it breaks, it breaks the chains of death. And it carries us forward to eternity. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life, now and always, and unto the ages of ages.